This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. Today we're going to be wrapping up week number four. Today we'll wrap up this series called Get Real. Everyone say, Get Real. You know, I find it funny as a preacher that, that, that preaches quite often, I find it funny that the series that I teach that I feel like are just home run, crazy, awesome, unbelievable series, nobody really agrees with me. And then the series that I feel are just kind of good, people are just blown away with it. And I guess that I would rather that than the opposite. So for all of you, for all of your texts and calls and emails about this series, it's been crazy response. Thank you. Uh, it feels good, actually, to, 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 to do a series that's been so well-received. And uh, this has been a fun series working from Furtick's book, Unqualified. It's been a good series for us for the month of November. And today is week number four and my subtopic, Uh, Feel free to look into your app and find these notes at Calvary FTW on your smartphone. And the subtopic today is the word approved. Approved. And we started things off with talking about accepting acceptance. You have to, If you're wanting to be completely set free from this crazy world's pressure, you have to accept the fact that Jesus accepts you. He loves you. And if you'll accept his acceptance, you will set yourself on the path just to soar in Jesus. And then the second week, we talked about owning it. And we looked at the life of Jacob. And how it was until Jacob owned up to the fact, he owned the truth, that he was a lying, cheating, deceiving rascal. Until he came to grips with the fact that this is who I am. I am a no good for nothing little fellow. It was then that God said, oh, you're finally being honest with me. I can bless you in your honesty. And our culture, what we want to say is something opposite. We want to say, well, man, don't get real with God because he's going to know the real you and you're going to upset him. No, what upsets God is you not being honest with who you really are. And if you'll give God the real you, he'll give you all of him. And then last week, we talked about this little phrase uh, that's so common. And it was my subtopic last week, let go and let God, let go of all the stuff that you're trying to do and let God do what he wants to do. And then we wrapped it up with communion and last Sunday was beautiful. So today we're talking about approved. While speaking at a commencement address at Harvard University, Oprah Winfrey, Oprah uh, said that the most important lesson that she had learned over 25 years, over 25 years of dealing with people and talking to people, interacting with people, she says that the most important lesson she's learned is that we all have this same common denominator, and that is we all want to be validated. We all want to be understood. We, every single one of us in this room, we want validation from other people. We want affirmation. We want to be understood and 
validated. And she went on to say something really interesting. She said over 35,000 interviews that she's done with people, at the end of the interview, when the cameras go off and the bright lights are, are, are turned off and it's just them face to face, every single person always asked in one way or the other the very same question, and that was, how was it? Was it good? Did, did I do okay? How, how, how'd you feel about it, Oprah? I mean, it is Oprah. How did you feel about it? Did, 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 was, was that good? Did I do okay? And she said that President Bush asked that all the way to President Obama. She said that from heroes of our country to just housewives, from criminals um, to victims, everyone wanted to know at the end of the interview, how did I do? Was I good? Was it okay? And what Oprah is telling us is the truth about you here today and about me, and that is all of us want to know if we're if we've done well. This series has been taught trying to push you into a truth that is greater than the world's lie, and that is you don't have to find your approval from people. You need to receive your approval from God. Can someone say amen today? So this question's rolling around in our minds constantly. We're wondering, I wonder if she's okay with that. I wonder if he's okay with that. Meaning your boss, your husband, your wife, uh, your parents, your school teachers, your friends, the one sitting on the pew with you, your pastor, your saints, you name it. We're all wondering, I wonder if they're okay with that. I wonder if we're okay with that. So what we do is we actually have this question for people. We ask this question whether or not we put it into these words, we ask this question, hey, are we good? Are, are, are we good? And we find ourselves constantly asking the question if we're good. And what I want you to do today is I want you to get your eyes off of people and I want to set you free from some things and I want to really try to bless you in the name of the Lord to take your question to God and ask God this question in your own vernacular, however it is you and God talk, ask God, hey, are we good? Because if we're good, then I'm good. Not, not good as in high achieving good, not good as in successfully good. I just wanna know that if we're good, then I'm good because if I'm good with you and you're good with me, y'all ready for it? Then I don't really care about you. But see, what culture says is don't worry about that. You need to worry about this. And we spend all of our energy, all of our worry, all of our time worried about if we're good and we forget to take our validation, we forget to take our approval from the only one that matters, and that is of God. But if I'm good with God, and if God's good with me, then I'm good, so therefore it allows me 
to be set free from trying to please every single person in my life, even if it makes me bend and compromise in areas that I don't feel God's calling me to. Here's, let, me, let me just kind of tell you this way, all right? Here we go. Let's work a little bit together. Let's work this morning because we're, we're closing out this series, and this might be the most uh, beneficial sermon of all four, all right? Here's what the world wants you to do. The world, the sin culture that we're all living in until the Lord comes for his church, wants you to compromise, wants you to give in areas, wants you to make concessions in areas that are contrary to the word of God. And they put so much pressure on you that unfortunately people are bending and compromising and giving in areas to be good with each other all the while causing problems with, with him. Just this past week, I was with our family for Thanksgiving and we had some from out of town and we were all together and, and, and some controversial topics came up and it's, it, it kind of turned and I, I was kind of leading the conversation in this direction, but then it kind of turned and there's multiple ministers in, in our family. And the question basically was, hey, is the ministry okay with, with this action or this belief or this lifestyle? Is the ministry gonna be okay with, with this action or thought or philosophy or lifestyle? And at the end of the day, if you spend your life worrying about what other people feel and, and what other people say, you will literally take the only thing worth standing on and put it on the back shelf because you want to cater to people and to culture Whereas you have to take this word of God and say, well, I'm really not sure what people feel. I'm really not sure what they will say. I just know what this word of God says. And I've got to get real and understand that there's only this truth that I can stand on. Standing on the promises of God. Can I get an amen this morning? So for our students that are here in this second service, AO is represented along with some of our young adults. I just wanna bless you as your pastor today. And I wanna encourage our, our, our students that are in this service. Be confident that you don't have to try to please everybody's thoughts and everybody's opinions of you. You just need to get your approval from God. So if you and God are good, then you can be good and it will allow you to walk in a confidence that you don't always have to be worrying about satisfying everybody else's opinion. You just know that you and God are good so you can just kind of be you. Turn to your neighbor real quick and say, just be yourself. Just be yourself. Why is that important? Well, over the last few weeks, we've been looking at Jacob, haven't we? Jacob. Oh, Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, he struggled in these three areas. 
and, and I'm sure that you're probably thinking, now, now that's just Jacob, right? No, because all of us got a little Jacob in us. He struggled in these three areas. He struggled with pretending to be someone he wasn't. And he struggled with trying to manipulate everybody and everything. He had moved this over here to get this moved down here, to move that over there, to move this over here, because that's how he thought it needed to be moved. And then he struggled with comparing himself to others. And there's a little bit of Jacob in every single one of us. All of us at times try to pretend to be something we're not. Let me, let me just touch this for a minute. I, 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 I feel like I've said it quite often, but I'm going to keep drilling on it. I'm going to keep, keep hammering down on it because I really feel like something meant to be good, like social media, something that was meant to be a, a, a platform for communication and connection has really made its way in the back door of all of our hearts without really knowing that we've done it. And, and part of our struggle of being a Jacob, pretending and manipulating and comparing, it comes from things like social media when you see a picture of someone else and their life represents something that you've always wanted but you don't have, you instantly start comparing. It's like you and your spouse, you know, you guys are just wanting to stab each other, literally, for the third time because the first two didn't work. But yet you turn, you know, you, 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 you flip on Instagram and there's that couple, you know, they at the restaurant and they're all dolled up and you're like, look at that. Well, you don't know how many fights it took for them to get away to go there. You don't realize that man's begging forgiveness because he pulled a stupid last week. Or, you know, your, your transmission's slipping and your check engine light's on and your heater's not working, your air conditioner's not working, your roof is leaking and all this kind of stuff. And you flip on it and there's that little, he's like 17 rolling in a brand new car. You're like, what? <laughs> but you don't know it that his daddy had to put it on a seven-year note at like 8% interest because he can't afford any way else. So you can't, you, can't, you, you can't believe everything Jacob's telling you. Whether it's Jacob telling you or you being Jacob, pretending, manipulating, comparing, all of this is fake. And God can't bless who you're pretending to be. God wants the real you. So the reason why we preach like this and talk like this and teach like this is because God's ultimate best plan for you can only come about with what he's working with. And if you will just be so brutally honest to say, God, here I am in all of my imperfections. I'm tired of pretending to be somebody I'm not. I'm tired of manipulating the system. I'm tired of always comparing myself to other people. This is it. It is what it is. That is literally taking the lid off of the vessel 
that we call you. And the vessel becomes an available container that God can pour his best into. But if you're constantly going to keep the lid on, you're constantly going to restrict God's best for your life. So get real and stop trying to get your approval from people and get your approval from God. Know that you guys are good and then you just do your deal. Here's the deal, man. Uh, One thing about pastoring that Bishop Ron's taught me over these many, many years of working uh, along his side and working for him and being a student of his uh, ministry and wisdom, and I think it doesn't just apply to ministry. I think this will apply to every school teacher, every plumber, every father, mother, every student. Ayo, everybody listen to me. Everybody listen to me. This will apply across the board if we're mature enough to use it to fit our lives. And that is, you'll be lucky if you please some of the people in your life some of the time. You'll be lucky. The key is not to try to please everybody. The key is to try to please God all of the time and just count yourself lucky if you please everybody and uh, some people in your world some of the time are you tracking with me you gotta have a default setting you gotta have a starting point you gotta have a ground zero and the ground zero is not him or her or them ground zero is i've got to please god and i've got to know that we're good so if we're good i'm good and then if i get lucky and make a few people happy here and there we'll praise god for it but if not we're good I grew up, as y'all know, in the deep south, southwest corner of Louisiana. There were things said in the deep south part of Borgard Parish that I still today do not really know what they mean, but it would fit right here. It doesn't matter come hell or high water if it hair lips the devil. As long as you and God are good, y'all good. Now, if you want to translate that, feel free, because I'm not sure really what it means. I just know that I just know I want to please the Lord. Somebody say amen. I just want to please the Lord, and I just got to know that we're good. After the first service today, everybody was walking around saying, we good, we good. It's like, did you not hear the sermon? It's about you and God, not me and you. This is what Paul said in Colossians. If you'll give me about 10 minutes, the next five minutes could literally be the difference maker in your life. Paul said in Colossians chapter number two, our text, verse number nine, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him, Jesus that is, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily bodily and ye that's me and you and ye are complete everyone say complete in him that's Jesus which is the head of all principality and power all right let me let me let me let me let me say it this way what Paul is saying is this is how full and how complete Jesus is Everything that God is, everything that heaven has, has been put into Jesus. And that because you have given your heart to Jesus, everything in Jesus is now in you. You are complete in 
him, the head of all principality and power. If you're complete in Jesus, why are you trying to find your completion in anyone else or anything else? This ain't Jerry Maguire. Get it? You complete me? It's him. He completes me. Jesus completes me. You don't complete me. You may add to me. You may be a part of my life, but I'm not made complete by any of you, by my family, by anyone that in my future or out of my past. I can only be made complete by Jesus. And when I've got Jesus, I've got all that God has to offer because God gave his very best when he so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. When he gave his best, I now have his best in me. I'm made complete by Jesus Christ. So I shouldn't have to try to find my approval, my validation, my qualification. I shouldn't have to jump through hoops to please people. I just have to make sure I'm pleasing God. And if I'm pleasing God, and if I've got a handful of people that's in my life that, that I'm pleasing and they're pleasing and everybody's happy, you know what they call that? That's called an absolute home run of life. You've been approved by God. Receive your approval by God. If not, you're going to feel like you have to run yourself through every qualification of every person in your world. Well, I really want to wear this. I wonder if they're going to approve. I really want to drive that, but I wonder if they're going to approve. I really want to eat this tonight, but I wonder if they're going to approve. Silly things. Get set free from trying to do the juggling act and the, all the tricks and all the shows to keep everybody happy in your world. Honor God. Please God. Get yourself right with God. Get your inner man whole with God. Be whole and healthy and healed of God. Get redeemed and restored of God. Get your mind right with God. Get your heart right with God. Get your life right with God. He's what matters most. And I can preach about this in so many different ways. To everybody trying to live for God by being connected to someone. Get yourself set free from that because God can't save you just through someone else. It's a between you and God relationship. God wants you. You, 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 you. You. Everybody say me. me. That's what God wants. And he will complete you. When you can start with a clean slate, and you clear your heart, you clear your mind, and you get all these pressures off of you. The pressures of fitting into our culture the pressure of fitting into certain family traditions and dynamics, the pressure of trying to please everybody in your life, when you get set free from that and you start clean, knowing that you and God are good, you will be free. And let me tell you, there's a few things you'll be free for. John chapter number eight, verse 36 says, if the son sets you free, 
then you're truly free. Some of you heard it this way. He that the son is set free is free indeed. When you get set free by Jesus, let me give you three things to go home with. When you get set free by Jesus, you're free to truly love. Now listen to me. Do you really love people or do you love them because of what they do for you? Do you really love people or do you love them because they, how they treat you? Do you really love people? How you'll know is, do you love them when they're going against you? Because here's how we act in our natural, carnal, fleshly way of dealing with people. I love you as long as you love me. I love you as long as you're with me. If we're good, I'm good. I'll love you if you look like me. I'll love you if you think like me. I'll love you if you live like me. We're loving with conditions, with strings attached. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. You love me, I'll love you. I shouldn't have said that. That cracked the whole student section up. They're like, what's he talking about scratching back? I thought we was in trouble with scratching back. Everybody listen to me now. When you're complete in Jesus, Scott, check this out. This is as beautiful as it gets. When I get my approval from Jesus, I could love across the board because I'm not loving for what you can do for me. I'm loving because of what he's done for me. I'm free from having to perform and to and put on a show and I'm free from pretending and manipulating and comparing my love for you is because of he first loved me. To whom much is given, much is required. That's why I can love across the board, all skin color, all political views. I'm preaching better than you're responding. Some of y'all are like, it's still too early, Pastor. It's still too fresh. Come at me at 2020 and I'll preach with you. No, 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 no. You got to love across the board. All skin color, all political angle, all lifestyle. You got to love, 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 love wins. Love wins. But let me tell you what's going on in some of your brains right now. And don't raise your hand because I'm not calling you out, but I'm calling it out. What goes on, what triggers, what snaps is, man, I don't know about all that. You haven't yet to accept the truth that he accepts you. When you get a hold of this truth and get get your Jacob off of you until you come clean with it that he had to love you. And you know what about you that I'm talking about you? Because you know you. 
You know what you I'm talking about? The you that you don't want us to know. But yet he loves you. Yeah, but that's me. Now you're a fool. He loves you. So therefore, you have to love without strings attached. Now, anybody ever thought this thought? Well, I love them. It just don't mean I have to like them. <laughs> don't lie. We've all had that thought. We've all thought that. I love them. I don't like them. Well, I guess you kind of get a pass for that. Because I'm not real sure if, if Jesus liked all the people that mistreated him. But it was love that kept him pursuing the cross in the midst of beatings, in midst of lyings, in midst of betrayal. I don't know how much he was liking it, but he loved through it. So for all of you going through a hard time, for all of you going through difficulties, for all of you going through betrayals, for all of you going through deceit, for all of you going through cheating, for all of you going through pain, for all of you going through hell, keep loving. Because Jesus loves you, your job is to keep loving. Keep loving. Can you receive this word? Can you get real enough to receive this word? Don't have to like me, but love me. And when you're getting your approval from God, you're free to love people and you're free to serve the Lord. To serve the Lord. Notice what I just said. You're not forced to serve God. You're free to serve God. Anybody ever, you, when you was younger, did you ever do your chores? You did your chores for one reason, one reason only, and that was not to limp for a few days. You didn't want to do them chores, but you knew what was coming if you didn't do them chores. You'd, you'd, you'd have one of them drag legs for a while. You know what I'm saying? Because you knew what was coming. You don't have to live for God worried about what's coming. If you'll get your approval from God, you won't try to serve God out of fear. You won't serve him out of condemnation. You won't serve him out of guilt. You won't pray just, I got to pray because if I don't pray, he's going to probably make me have a flat tire. And if I got a flat tire, I'll be late for work. If I'm late again, they're going to fire me. And if they fire me, I can't go home because she done told me if I get fired, not to come back. So if I don't go back, I'm going to live under a bridge, little man in a van under the bridge. It's not going to go good. So I better pray. You got a minute? I got to do this. No, 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 no. The Lord wants you set free to be able to serve him. What's your motivation? Your motivation is that he first loved you. So therefore, you want to serve him out of gladness and out of a response of his love. He first loved me, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall in love with him in prayer. I'm going to say no to some things in this life, not because I have to, because I can. I can say no to some things in this culture because I don't have to pretend to be like this world. I don't have to manipulate my way through this world. I don't have to compare myself to this world. I get my approval from God, not this world. So therefore, I get to do some of the things I do because I want to serve him out of my freedom.
This is what the world wants you to know. This is what the world wants you to think. Why you got to pay your tithe? Why you got to go to church? Why you got to be a part of a small group? Why you got to do this? Why you got to do I don't have to do anything. I get to do these things because I get my approval from God. I feel so confident in what God's done in my life and for my life. My response is to serve the Lord with gladness. Somebody say amen today. Amen. And last but not least, if our musicians will come, last but not least, I'm free. Somebody say, I'm free. I'm free to love. I'm free to serve. And somebody needs to get a hold of this last point. I'm free to truly succeed. Now, I'm going to help some of you. Because when you hear that word success, you start reaching for that wallet. When you hear that word success, you start looking for them properties. And true success is not what's in your pocket. It's what's in your heart. True success is not what you own. It's what owns you. This world and its ways wants to put in the back of your mind from pretending, manipulating, and comparing. It wants to give you a false idea of what success is. Success is not what you drive. It's what drives you. (laughs) Man, I'm so glad y'all are okay with being here till three. (laughs) Y'all are sweet. That first service, boy, they come for one reason, one reason only, because they know you coming, so therefore we got to let them go. (laughs) I had one man look me in the eye, and he said, if y'all had a seven, I would be here at seven. I said, really? You get up like that? You're kind of a morning guy? He goes, nuh-uh. I said, why would you be here at seven? Because I know I'd be home by 830. (laughs) I said, at least you honest, man. Thank God for your honesty. At least you're not pretending, Jacob, (laughs) also known as Jerry. Uh, Check it out. Everybody listen now. Check it out. Last but not least, you're free to truly succeed God's plan for your life is for you to do well for yourself in this world, in this earth. For you to do so well that your children and your children's children are blessed. That's the word of the Lord. That's God's plan for your life. God's plan for your life is not for you to be financially distraught, for you to be emotionally broke. That's not God's plan for your life. but he can't give you his full blessings of success if you're just determined to pretend and manipulate and compare. If you'll get brutally honest with God and tell him, I need you in my life. I own up to the fact that I need you as my savior. God's greatest gift for him to receive is for you to find your success in Him. 
If you want to know, what, how can I move God? How can I bless the Lord, oh my soul? How can I, how, what can I do for God? Can I write a check? Can I, can I give my time? Man, oh, that's fantastic for the church. But if you really want to bless the Lord, find your success in Him. Go to bed tonight on this Sunday night knowing that you know that you know that you know that you know that you have received His acceptance, that you have received His approval, that you have accepted His gift of love, His gift of forgiveness. Christmas is coming up. Let's all go there in our minds. Let's say you spent time and effort and money and you bought someone that you loved a special gift. And Tanita, you went to them and said, I got this for you. And without ever opening it, they said, I'm good. I don't need it. God so loved you that he is wanting to give you this incredible gift of life. And if you want to find true success in this world and that world, accept everything he's given you. He's wanting to give you forgiveness of your sins. He's wanting to give you a clean and clear heart. He's wanting to wipe away your past. He's wanting to secure your future. He's wanting to take over his Lord. Oh, how wonderful of a life when you get to let go and let God and you own up to the fact that you don't have it all together. Oh, what joy it is when you can be the real you and get honest and come clean and fall on your knees to a Savior and cry out, I need thee. Oh, I need thee every hour. I need thee. Success is knocking on your door. Blessings are knocking on your door. But you can't bless who you're pretending to be. Once you get free today, free to love, free to serve, free to succeed, man. That's God's plan for your life. I want to close out this series with something we do every now and then at Calvary. I want all of us to stand and I want you all, if you if you be so kind to help me, I want you all to come as close down front as you can. And I make you this promise, if you're a guest here today, I will not do one thing to embarrass you or anyone else. I just want to have you close today. And there's people that are coming behind you, so make room. Press on in here like you like somebody. Press in here close. And I know some of you are so, you're, I know you're ready to go, but if you'll just kind of hang in here just for a minute, I'm going to be praying over you here shortly. Y'all press on in here, man. Get close, get close, get close. This is one of those deodorant testing Sundays. <laughs> and about now, somebody's like, I'm out. Here we go. Take this to your heart. Lead us. It's who you are. Accept this. It's who I am. I'm loved by you. It's who I am. Make 
this your song? It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. You're good. And we're good. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. stretch of another calendar year and I believe this series came at just the right time for some of you. You're about to walk into a December and December is always a an interesting month because there's so much emotion involved. There's so much interaction with people from business parties to family get-togethers and if you're from a large family or maybe a blended family, you've got like three or four Christmases to go to and you're going to have to be in the room with people that have hurt you. You're going to have to be around the table with people that, that you know the things they've said about you. You're going, to have to, you're going to have to put on faces and pretenses. And you're going to have to play the part. You're going to have to go through the motions. And here's the thing. Sometimes in life with people, you do. You just have to get through it to get through it to get through it. But you can't approach God this way. God wants the real you. So that means if you're hurting this Christmas, He wants your hurts. If you're lonely this Christmas, He wants your loneliness. If you're angry this Christmas, nothing wrong with that. He wants your anger. If you feel like everyone else has and you're without this Christmas, He wants that. He wants you. All of you. If you'll find your completeness in Jesus this Christmas season, you may not get as much as someone. 
You know, everybody else gets that year in bonus. I don't ever get a year in bonus. Hey, listen, stop the comparing. Get over it. Set yourself free from that. Find your completion in Jesus. Know that you know that you know. Y'all are good. And if y'all are good, you're good, man. Life is what it is. Don't be a victim of this world's ways. And I'm going to say something. And to the unbeliever, they would say, that's why I don't like Christians. They're so cocky. Listen to me. This isn't cocky. This is bragging on Jesus. Hear this. Who cares about this world anyway? If you're good, if everything's good spiritually, come hell or high water, if a hell lives the devil, I'm good. You're good. It is well with your soul. You're at peace in your mind. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Get real. Be honest. Let God do what only God can do. Let Him heal the broken. Let Him touch the hurting. Let Him soothe the pain. Let Him be God. Bow your heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for this complicated but simple series. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that every man and woman in this room, especially our couples, families, I pray, I pray blessings upon them. I pray peace in their home. For every family that's had a rough Thanksgiving and maybe things were said and emotions were unleashed and hurtful things were experienced, I just pray a peace upon them in Jesus' name. I wish I could take away all the problems in this room and put them in a jar and throw them away. But Father, that's impossible. But what is possible is to preach you, is to teach about you, and to encourage these in this room to find their, find their hope in you. And I just pray for every student. I feel led right now in Jesus' name for every teenager that's got that dark spot in their heart. They're troubled about this and they're worried about that and they're hurting in this area, and they're hurting in that area. God, I pray for every 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old in this room to find a wonderful touch from God, something that their mama can't do, their father can't do, all the stuff that they're worried about, all the stuff they're stressing over, all the stuff they're concerned about. Maybe it's their mom and dad, maybe it's their brother or sister, maybe it's their school, maybe it's their future. I just pray in Jesus' name that they find their validation and their approval from you, Lord. Let them not worry. You're in control. Hallelujah. 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 I feel the Holy Spirit ministering in them. There's a, there's a Holy Spirit ministry here right now that's, that's not of man. It's not of words of wisdom. There's a ministry of the Spirit. If you would welcome that into your heart right now, welcome 
the love of God, the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart. He can heal you in ways that a sermon can't heal you. He'll heal you right now. Before we go home, would you do this for me? Just kind of bare your soul, open up your arms. I know it's physical, but it's just a representation. Everybody, just kind of open up. Take a big, deep breath. Everybody, just take a, take a big, deep breath. Breathe into me, Holy Spirit. Heal me in areas that I cannot see. Deliver me and set me free in areas I had no idea that I was bound and captive. In the name of Jesus, I receive my completeness. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. I bless you today. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I want you to have the best week of your life. We're going to hit December hard. We've got two great Sundays of preaching. And then our Calvary's Christmas service. Followed by our Christmas Eve service. It's going to be a great December. Stay connected. Stay apart. And allow God to do something great in your lives this holiday season. I love you. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord. Have a great week.